Welcome to the Sanctuary Therapy Journey podcast, where we will embark on a transformative exploration of Sanctuary Therapy. I'm your host, Donna Myris, owner and provider for the Canadian Sanctuary Institute, and I am thrilled to have you join me on this powerful journey to discover how Sanctuary Therapy can bring healing and transformation to our clients. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Santray Therapy Journey podcast, where we explore the fascinating world of Santray Therapy and its transformative power. My name is Donna Myers, and I'm your host. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into the importance of Santray miniatures and their role in representing the inner worlds of our clients. Last podcast, we talked about sand, the different colors of sand, types of sand, as well as sand trays. And today we're going to dive into miniatures. We're going to explore categories of miniatures, how therapists organize them, how clients use them in the sand tray, and the significance of metaphors, the therapist's role in holding space, being curious, and processing with the client. So let's embark on this enriching exploration together. So here we go. Let's talk categories of miniatures. So I'm going to go over each of the categories, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into each of them. So the first one is human figures. Let's talk people. You're going to want a variety of people on your shelves. This is going to be tall people, small people, big people, short people, different ages, different genders different culturals, different appearances. You're going to want superhero figures. You're going to want action figures. You're going to want cartoon figures in your collection. A variety of human figures is vastly important to have on your shelves. You can get these at toy stores. You can get these at thrift stores, etc. Next up is animals. Let's talk animal figures. So think of your domestic animals, your cats, your dogs, Think about your farming animals, your dinosaurs. Kids love the dinosaurs in Santray therapy. Kids ultimately love all animals when doing Santray therapy. You might want some predatory animals like the the shark and the large T-Rex, etc. You're going to want jungle animals. You're going to want your local animals here in Canada. We have the moose, we have the grizzly bear, we have deer, etc. So you're going to want a variety of animals on your shelf, especially if it's local to your area, such as panda bears and, and things like that. But it's really going to be important to include a lot of animals for everybody's use in that you want to include families of animals. So people tend to use animals to represent family in some cases. And so if you could have a mom horse and a dad horse and a baby horse of all different sizes, you can bet that they're going to be used in your collection. Include sea animals. You're going to want your insects in this. You're going to want spiders and snakes and iguanas and small little ants and bugs and bumblebees, things like that. And now when we talk about these categories, it's not that you need all of these that I'm including, but you just want a select amount from each category. I just wanted to clarify. 
Next, objects and structures. So talk about objects in the sense of everyday objects, your clocks, your buildings, your vehicles, your transportation, you want your fences, your bridges, your backyard items, you want your household items, think dollhouse items, you're going to want structures such as police stations, hospitals, fire departments, ambulances, all within your collection of objects and structures. You're going to want natural elements like trees and wood. You're going to want objects that represent water. You're going to want natural elements for wind and representation of sunshine and rainbows. They all offer our clients the opportunity to explore their environment, their experiences, and their personal narratives. Next up, we have fantasy and mythological figures. Think your adolescence. Think about their world for a moment. Think about Harry Potter. We want dragons. We want wizards. We want fairies. We want three-headed features and dragons that breathe fire. Very fantasy items. These beings, these creatures, you could have crystal balls. You could have dark items, witches dark pumpkins, dark skeletons, skulls, whole bunch of variety here. When we talk fantasy and mythological figures, we can also talk about dark and death. So you do want to have coffins and you want to have gravestones. You do want to have items that represent death in our clients' worlds as well. You likely use a lot of abstract miniatures because this tend to be ones that adults tend to be drawn to. So abstract miniatures can include shapes, colors, textures. They provide that unique avenue for self expression. So no matter what it is, we will look at it and we'll be able to make sense of how that represents our world. So for example, a sand timer or an egg timer, a particular client might use that in the sand tray to represent I have too much time on my hands, not enough time, I'm running out of time. Getting a good selection of abstract miniatures is great to have on your shelf. Next, you want to think of cultural and ethnic representations. So these miniatures are very important and reflective of different cultures and ethnicities, allowing the clients to explore their heritage, their values, and their society influences, etc. This category fosters cultural sensitivity and inclusivity within the therapeutic space. You also want to include religious items, whether that be the Buddha, whether that be the cross, whether that be Jesus, angels, etc. You want to have a variety of religious items within your shelves. Okay, so let's talk about organizing them on the shelves because I know a lot of people get hung up on this and whether you choose to have dark shelves or white shelves really does go by therapist's preference. So I personally like white shelves, but really you go with what is fitting in your space. Next up, do you have to have shelves? Well, some people have bins. Some people put them in a good shoe organized over one's office door. Maybe you don't have enough space. Maybe you have them in drawers. Maybe you pull them out from underneath your coat. But when we're talking about organizing 
our miniatures. We do still want to kind of keep them in those themes and there's categories as well. So first off, you want to kind of group miniatures according to life stages. So think of your childhood, adolescence, adulthood, and old age. So even when you're arranging your people on your shelves or in your buckets, it's good to kind of look at them from small to older, that sort of thing. You want to have this arrangement because it invites our clients to explore their personal growth and developmental journey. Next up, you want to clump together nature elements. So you want to arrange these miniatures such as the water, fire, earth, air, abstract representations of these elements, etc. together. This theme allows our clients to explore their relationship with nature, balance, elemental energies. Next up, you're going to want to clump together the relationships and social interactions. So create a section for miniatures that depict various relationships. So those marriages, the graduate, family units, romantic partners, colleagues, workers, things like that. This arrangement encourages clients to explore their interpersonal dynamics, communication patterns, and emotional connections. Next up, you're going to want to clump together inner states dedicated to a section within your miniature collection that symbolizes different emotions such as happiness, sadness, anger, fear, and calmness. Think inside out. If you can get your hands on a set of those characters, I promise you they're going to get used. This arrangement provides clients with a safe space to explore and express their emotional landscape. So when they see those items that may represent love, such as a glass heart, then it will cultivate some of that expression for themselves. Next, you're going to want to clump together the cultural and symbolic representations. So group these miniatures that represent those different cultures or symbols and traditions together. This category will allow your client to engage with their cultural heritage, personal beliefs, and universal symbolism. So really, when we think of even cultural and symbolic representations, I do still want you to imagine what is local to your area. So here in Alberta, we have Drumheller. So of course we have dinosaurs. But if you're in New York, you're going to want the Statue of Liberty. And if you're in Paris, which I'm jealous, you would have the Eiffel Tower. This is also great for clients who travel the world that might want to put these items in your sand tray. So it is important to just have that variety. And I promise you miniature purchases are addicting and forever you'll be seeing miniatures everywhere you look once you start creating and collecting. Next up, you're going to want to kind of clump together those abstract expressions. So allocate some space for those abstract miniatures. You might want them higher on the shelf if they're a bit more costly. You might want them tucked away just for your adult clients, depending on, you know, their value and their significance. So again, this category encourages your client to tap into their intuition, their nonverbal experiences, and explore in depth their subconscious. So next up, we're just going to talk a little bit about what the therapist's role is and about holding space, being curious, and processing with the client. So in Santray therapy, the therapist plays a crucial role in creating a safe and supportive environment. Here are some key aspects of the therapist's role. So the first one being holding space. We've all heard about holding space, whether you learned it in grad school, college, university. The holding space 
for our clients is a crucial aspect within the therapeutic setting and within the therapeutic relationship. Holding space allows the therapist to remain non-judgmental and be empathetic where clients feel safe to explore and express their inner worlds. This involves providing that secure container for them to allow to express their emotions, their experiences, and remain vulnerable. Being curious, the therapist approaches the client's santray with genuine curiosity, asking open-ended questions to deepen understanding and encourage self-reflection. Curiosity helps the therapist gain insight into the client's experiences and thought processes. Now, processing with the client. So after the client has created their santray, the therapist collaboratively explores its significance, asking about the choices made of the miniatures, asking about the relationships between the miniatures, the emotions that are evoked when they look at their santray or look at a specific area of their santray. This all helps process and helps the client gain insight process their emotion, integrate their experiences, and ultimately problem solve. Next, let's just briefly touch on the significance of metaphors in Santre therapy. Metaphors play a powerful role in Santre therapy, allowing our clients to express complex emotions and experiences through symbolic representations of the miniatures. So here's how metaphors are used. So first up is that miniature and that symbolic language. Santry miniatures serve as that symbolic language that transcends words, enabling our clients to access deeper layers of their psyche and bypass conscious defenses. Next up is personal meaning. So metaphors provide clients with a safe and tangible way to explore personal experiences, narratives, and their emotions that might be difficult to express directly. They offer a bridge between the conscious and the unconscious realms. Last up is integration and healing. We want to engage with the metaphors in Santre therapy, helping our clients integrate fragmented aspects of their experiences, promote emotional healing, and gain new perspectives on their challenges. Lastly, in Santre therapy, clients are invited to name their miniatures before discussing them with the therapist. Never would we speak of their miniatures in such a way that we name them. This practice encourages personal ownership of their miniatures. It enhances their self-reflection and it deepens the client's connection to their creation. So today we've explored the rich and diverse world of Santre miniatures in this episode of the Santre Therapy Journey podcast. We discussed the various categories of miniatures, how therapists can organize them around themes, the therapist's role in holding space, processing and remaining curious, the significance of metaphors and the practice of client-created miniature names. Through the powerful medium of Santre therapy, clients can unlock their inner world, gain the insight and experience profound healing and transformation, all because you partook in Santre therapy with them. Thank you for joining us today on this enlightening episode. Stay tuned for more captivating discussions and practical insights into the world of Santre therapy. Until next time, folks, take care. This episode was brought to you by the Canadian Santre Institute. For all your training needs in Santre therapy, head on over to www.canadiansantreinstitute.ca to learn more.